Beast High? Salutations again. I went with the same one. Same week. You know, I keep the same intro. Consistency. Anyway. Yeah. We are Wildcat Minute. I am about to murder a cat. Oh, no. Don't do it live. That'll surely lose us listeners. And what few we have. Stop. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) We are Wildcat Minute, here to talk about High School Musical one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And we are the Amateur Nerds. Today we are talking about Minute 46 of High School Musical. Minute 46 starts with Darbus marching in to the men's locker room. And oh, and ends... the Darbus. Oh, and the Darbus. Oh, and, and the ends... Darbus goes marching in. I wouldn't want to be in that locker room. Okay, go ahead. And ends with Darbus knowing it. I knew it. She That's what knew she says. It. Yeah, she knows it. But not like the oh, That no, Thing You Do song. I was going to say, that's the song in That Thing You Do. She knows it. Anyway, so yep. Yeah. I, I timed it. We get about 15 seconds of, isn't it hilarious that Miss Darbus walked through the men's locker room to get to Mr. Bolton's office? Yeah. Is it hilarious? The, no, it's not. No, not at all. And I think, like, the acting done by the extras, these young young men that are awkwardly, like, pretending to be awkwardly, like, walked in upon whoa yeah yeah one of them's like ladies present tell everyone to cover up and like there are these shouts that you can hear out on the sides and like they're they're like trying to help like preserve their like themselves (laughs) dignity their dignity and like (laughs) it's very weird for her to be in here like yeah also it's very weird that his office is like that far in the locker room when we were in high school, the, the gym teachers had, like, their, like, office space was kind of in the locker room area. Yeah, but the... But there was, like, a way that you could get to it that wasn't, like, by walking through, like, the locker room, like, proper. Yeah, and there was also the head of the athletic department, like, the ath- athletic director and the assistant to the athletic director were on the outside. Yeah. So it's hard to say. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I also was thinking, because we still don't know if he teaches something or if he's just the coach and is, like, not a PE teacher, too. Um, Yeah. How he gets such a big office and... The way I interpreted it was, if Darbus knew her way around the athletic facilities, there would have been a way for her to get to that office without having to walk through the locker room. But because she doesn't know, she just walks straight in and doesn't realize what she's getting herself into. Okay. I like that mindset of it because, I, yeah, I was definitely and she definitely is startled and like holds her shawl over her over her side. Yeah, she almost as if like holds she, her nose, but not like she, she wants to, but doesn't. Yeah, she yeah, she definitely like acts disgusted. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's a locker room for you. They smell bad. In the grand scheme of things, to spend 15 seconds of a movie and like a TV movie where like, you know, time is precious. and You want to hold people's attention. To spend 15 seconds and dedicated to this gag of like, oh, no, this kind of like theater, like showy woman is going to walk into like a men's locker room where it's smelly and there's naked boys. Like, it's just and a weird thing a to dedicate time to. one throws a towel in front of her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it definitely is. But I think also it it's a good, it helps with transition because if not, it yeah. was a very hard, there were like some very hard cuts before that. 
I do like the 15 seconds of music that we get. That's just like transition music. And then it like ends right as she's walking into the office and it's like, dun, 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 dun. And it's just like, boom, next scene. Yeah, it's definitely a weird moment. And I've never, I've never been quite sure how I feel about it. But it's definitely like, sometimes I get a little chuckle out of it. Like the guys looking like that guy, one guy that almost slips. Yeah. He's so startled. Yeah, the extras are doing good acting. Yeah. I mean, there's I, the thing I wanted to say is there's like a surprising amount of like nakedness going on for whatever this locker room is. Now, now like most, yeah, because most like high school locker rooms, right? It's just for people to change into their gym clothes or into their regular clothes from the opposite. They're not showering in between like gym class and school. You're only really showering if you had practice before school and then was going into school. Or, like, if you had practice after school and you had to go to something that wasn't straight home. Yeah, I did know people, though, that would, like, pop in, get damp. <laughs> I don't, I, it definitely, like, wasn't a full shower or anything. Like, not warranting two towels the way a lot of these kids are. But Yeah. You also just defi- don't have the time, because a lot of times gym class ends and then you have to, like, get right to your next class. Yeah. But maybe there's this magical free period. Maybe. Maybe or they're maybe, just going in the shower in general. Like, maybe it's like, yeah, it's hot. 11.30, pop in the shower. Yeah. I did a scrubbing motion. You couldn't see it. Non-visual medium. I, can I get a non-visual large, actually? Super, can you supersize my non-visual? <sighs> I tried to pull it back so it maybe didn't peak as badly, but I definitely, <laughs> definitely didn't still, so... Yeah, it's they're they're trying to and she's yeah, I think the extras do a good job in this. Yeah, it's a fun scene in they're from also, that perspective. I think also too there's a um I don't know if you noticed but there's one kid that definitely lurk, looks like a freshman and then there's one kid that like definitely looks like a senior or older. Like the, yeah. there's a wide range of extras in there. The ones that are like more in towels are definitely like Older, older and the ones that just happen to be there better in clothes are definitely the younger ones yeah maybe they just finish up dancing to stick to the status quo and they're like man i'm super sweaty now i gotta go shower like, i got i got french fry sauce on me exactly maybe <laughs> maybe sharpay went to the women's locker room like we don't know yeah maybe sharpay's in there all the time with all of her costume changes the women's locker room yes not the men's locker room. I said not, the women's Not the women's room. dressing room. I no, feel like be- he would take the dressing room by the theater. No, but if there's no shower in there, she's yeah, going she, she to catch up overdoes on the perfume. She probably overdoes the perfume, oh, though. That's 100%. Yep. Uh, and she probably wouldn't enter the showers as a last resort because th- that's where the disgusting plebes are. Yeah. Anyway, we get the scene between Darvis and Mr. Bolton, which, as usual, is delightful. Absolutely. They go all out yet again for us. Darvis uh, just comes in and straight up attacks him. Like she goes cards on the table, Bolton, like what's going on? He goes, "What?" And she says, "Your son auditioned for my musicale." Your all-star son? Yeah. Mr. Bolton delivers the line of the scene which is, "What are you talking about, Darvis?" <laughs> in that very kind of like casual Nathan Fillion-esque way that this actor has nailed perfectly every time. Yep. And she uses, she's like, you're just tweaked that I put your stars in detention. 
And, and now you're trying to get even. <laughs> I do like the word tweaked. That's pretty good. I wrote down tweaked too. And I was like, I don't know if I like this word. If it sounds funny. What about it? Sound? <laughs> like, I don't know. But yeah, it definitely like stood out as a word to me. And then she goes into this bit of like, you know, I give everyone an even chance, which is did a long you? tradition in the theater. Do you? Exactly. <laughs> did she did she did not give everyone an even chance. And then she throws sports under the bus for not giving people an even chance. Which like Which I feel like fair. No, I feel like, you know, There's you know, sports can be just as biased as theater, but also like in general it's like whoever's the best usually plays. Usually, there's sometimes politics involved, but yeah. Also, I th- I think though the difference between sport and theater that I know Darbus is not referring to, but could be considered, is ableism. Like high yeah. school basketball does not accommodate people who are differently abled. Yeah. Well, and in general, most high schools aren't gonna you know have a wheelchair team or have the resources to put together teams for the differently abled. But the one thing Darbus does say in all of this, in this little rant bit, is that Troy is a good singer. (laughs) Yeah, and Mr. Bolton does not believe it. Not at all. He's like, excuse me. He's like, what? Troy's never sung in his life. (laughs) And she, she like, in part of her delivery is just, like, knowing look, which I love. (laughs) (laughs) during this whole scene uh mr bolton's got this um sandwich which last minute you said was an egg salad sandwich i have no way of confirming or denying that but i tend to believe you i only say it's an egg salad sandwich because it's all monotone it's all that like white bread white which is what kind of egg salad sandwiches look like oh and dads love that sort of thing i i don't understand the thing with egg salad it smells gross (laughs) <laughs> um, not to yuck your yum, but I, I'm sorry. I, I may a little you, bit here. You yucking my yum, Kadra? Don't come in I'm here and yuck my yum. I'm not yucking your yum, because I know you don't <laughs> like it either, but I'm, I'm trying to generally not yuck people's yum. But yeah, he's got this smirk on his face the whole time. Like, this, the more she gets into it, the more he, like, smirks. I, he's really tapping into his inner Brad Pitt. Like, you know, <laughs> acting while eating is just, like, the ultimate comedic move and somehow it's like you know like the good actors make it like not gross but actually just like really fun to watch i guess do you not know this about brad pitt he's constantly acting while eating i guess i never thought about it it happens a lot in moneyball but i mean it goes way back to like fight club Uh, and his earlier uh, movies oh yeah yeah i mean he's he especially once she says that if they're trying to ruin my twinkle town musicale or my Twinkle Town <laughs> well, musical like, will not be made a farce. Not, will not be made into a farce. He's he loses it. Like he he's breaks. Like, Twinkle Town, really? <laughs> and then she's like, "I'm gone." Like she's like, "I knew it." <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, hey!" And she's like, "No, I knew it. I knew you're." <laughs> Which yeah, no, it's a funny. I mean, it's not cool. On I, I'm a hundred percent sure Coach Bolton is associating Twinkle with. Some not so great stereotypes you know. and like yeah. word associations that are not okay. So, but also I mean, Twinkle Town is generally funny. Like yeah, oh, it's like we, fun we've to kind say. Of had a laugh about it. Yeah, it's like fun to say and stuff. But also, I know why Bolton is laughing, and it makes me angry. Yeah. So that's um, really all weirdly, I have. Yeah, for- weirdly, that's kind of yeah it. In in the. It's also another talking heavy minute, but in comparison to last minute, we had more to say last minute. 
Yeah. Oh, just like so straightforward and well acted. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we get kind of two adults acting against each other and there's other oh, just so much better actors. Yeah. Like, they have just more experience. Was this I, I know we talked about earlier, like how there was some reference to like a planned song between Darvis and Mr. Bolton. Would this have been where it was or was it the earlier scene or? I have no idea. They they have a okay. few. They have more interactions too, so I think. Hard to say. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, there's got to be at least one or two more throughout the course of the movie. Yeah. But they have kind of checked in once every 10, 15 minutes. Like, hey, remember this subplot? Oh, they should fall in love. No, we've met. I'd do that. I'd do that on a rewrite. Yeah? Yeah. Break up the Bolton family? Well, no. Mr. Bolton could just be a single father. Like, we just don't need to have a mom in the earlier scene. Oh. Although, then who's going to convince them to leave the basketball training at the New Year's party and go to the And who's going to afford their house? I assume (laughs) the mom is the one making all the money. Like... (laughs) Anyway, all right. We have a decom of the week, Condra. We, it's a little different this week. Yeah. So one of my dear, dear friends who listens to this, and in part inspired this this season, she sent me some decoms that we had never heard of, and she wrote the description. She's like, I could probably do just as good a job as Wikipedia, so I'm gonna just send <laughs> you some descriptions. Um, so we'll do these maybe not every week, but, um, for the next bit. Certain episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we figured where we don't have a guest this week, we'll do one. So our first decom from Amanda is read it and weep. It is from 2006. It stars Kay Panabaker, who is currently a zoologist, but was on Phil of the Future. Whoa! I assume the blonde one, like the 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 modern. I don't remember one? what anyone looked like on Phil of the Future. I just know the theme song and the general plot, <laughs> and I know uh, that they don't have their pinky toes because they evolved out of them. Oh, Jason Dolly, who we've talked is, about before. We have talked about like, before because it rhymes with sheep who was cloned. Yes, uh, he is from Hatching Pete. Which is how we talked about him. He is also from Corey in the House, Good Luck Charlie, and Minutemen. Uh, Marquise. Movies by Minutemen? No. Uh, Marquise <laughs> Brown, Alexander Crosney, Allison Scagliotti, who's from Drake and Josh and Zoe 101. Don't know okay. who. She's jumping networks. Uh, and Danielle Panabaker from Sky High Fame and Stuck in the Suburbs. The Plant Girl. Whoa. I do know that one. I do know that's Plant Girl from Sky High. <laughs> this is a pretty High. big cast. Yeah. So, Read It and Weep, 2006. Read It and Weep. This sounds like one I, like, sounds like one I could remember, but I definitely don't remember it. Yeah, I have. I like, like, I vaguely know the plot of Stuck in the Suburbs in my head. I don't know if it's right. And, like, it seems like this one could be one like that, but it's not. Yeah, so do we think it's like a newspaper? It's all a lot of a lot of teens. Is it so? This yeah. is a this is a group of friends film. It's like um, the Post or um, the the one about the Frost Nixon. The the 
Uh, no, not Frost Nixon. What was the one with Mark Ruffalo and Rachel McAdams? Spotlight. And... Spotlight. That movie Spot- was yeah, good. Yeah, it's like the poster Spotlight, but with high schoolers. <laughs> Drama <laughs> in the newspaper club. There's um, also a um, there's also a Andrew Clements novel. Who's the Frindle, Frindle? guy? Uh, yeah, Andrew Clements. He he writes all the books where the people are holding the things in front of the, the, the one of their eyes. Yeah, in the on the covers. Yeah. Um, Except there's also uh, things not seen, which does not have a person on the cover. Well, <laughs> spooky. Well, I feel that there's a, there's a there's one of his novels where it's like about you know kids who like you know they're writing a newspaper they're writing their school newspaper and then they like you know they uncover a story that's like oh no like there's like drama about the story but they're like we're gonna run it anyway and then there's like oh no drama happens i bet the drama though i think it's like because read it and weep does have like that drama like oh we're it's like a too bad we're it's publishing not like serious it it's more it's more like gossipy yeah gossipy and like i feel like this is definitely more of a comedy yeah, and like gut reaction is like the defamation of one person, like spreading some rumor via paper. Because this is still the mid two thousands when like school newspapers and papers in general <laughs> um, <laughs> existed. Existed, yeah. and uh, um, maybe like there's this drama, like, and then it's up to the the person who's been defamed and their friends to like prove that it's actually the other person that is spreading the rumor. I don't know. What do you think? Where do we want to start with this? Do we think it's a school newspaper Uh, or is it a newspaper person as one of the, the people, a news newspaper deliverer? uh, (laughs) That'd be weird. I'm trying to think of any other angle besides newspaper that it might be blog, like early online, like, no, MySpace. The only other, the only other phrase that you hear, read it and weep is well. You say read them and weep. You say read um and weep, mm-hmm. and that's when you're playing cards like poker, and then uh, you, you reveal your really good hand, and you're like read them and weep. Yeah, but it's one of read them. Read it and weep. Yeah, or maybe it's like so, isn't there a, a there's another book that's like do you remember Yik Yak? Yeah. Or well, I, I didn't. I didn't ever use it, but yeah. Yeah, or another anonymous online platform where people can like post things about their classmates or their school in general, yeah. and maybe like it's an online like a non platform. I don't think it would be an online thing. I think it's more likely to be newspaper, but something on that angle where it's like maybe someone's anonymously publishing things in the newspaper and Letter they're, to they're the trying editor? to figure out. Yeah, they're like trying to figure out who it is. What do we think the big but scandal that, is? I don't know. I'm really struggling with this one. Someone smells like dogs. Because <laughs> they are a dog. Um, what if it's like two different schools ooh. and they're like publishing about the other school? Yeah, I like that. Um, and then, okay, if, so there's two different there's there's two different schools and they're. They spend most of their newspaper skills publishing dirt about the other school. Like, maybe there are two schools in the same city. And then, you know, something goes down where, like, one of the school, like, either they're going to, like, knock down one of the schools or, like, there's an evil oil baron type, like, <laughs> enemy. Yeah. Right? And, the, and then all of a sudden, the, the two schools need to band together and stop writing dirt about each other and, and write start dirt writing about dirt about kind of, like, this bigger problem that binds them together. 
Except or, they have to set aside their personal differences first. Or maybe there's that's not the threat, but they, one, um, one of the people goes undercover to the other school, like pretends to be a transfer student or something to like okay. to like get in on the newspaper people so they can really like foil them like and defeat them once and for all and then like starts to make friends with I, them. I think this is also part of it. I okay. think we can do both. Okay. Cool. So we have an, So there's an evil oil baron. Two schools they they fight each other via school newspapers. But then something happens where there's like they're trying to like Maybe they like share a football stadium or something, mm. um, and the, the, someone's gonna like tear down the field, um, and then they won't be able to have the big dance or whatever. Maybe something like that, where they like have a combined dance or something. Or homecoming will get canceled. Yeah, or homecoming is gonna get canceled because of this, and then they have to all team up to uncover the story about how the evil oil baron is actually being shady, and then blah 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 blah. They all have to sort out their differences. Person who went undercover gets revealed. They don't trust each other, but right thing happens at the right time where they get them back on each other's side. Send very dramatically, so the yeah. paper gets printed and the 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 evil oil baron gets revealed. There's that meeting in the editor's room that's like, do we like should we run it? Are we allowed to run this? And then someone paces around the room and goes, run it, and then they all go exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. And then yeah, seems th- good. they defeat the evil oil baron and they get to, instead of keep, like, getting just to keep their field, their field actually gets upgraded. Oh, yeah, they get that, they get that sweet, sweet uh, suing money. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ready? Here's Amanda's description of Read It and Weep from 2006. All right. Read It and Weep is about freshman Jamie Bartlett, played by Kay Panabaker, who is, of course, a normal girl with best friends, Connor, who secretly, not so secretly, likes Jamie, Lindsay, and Harmony, and a mean girl enemy, Sawyer, whose boyfriend Jamie is into. So, love triangle. She Ah, also... We love to see it. She also owns a tablet PC... Peak 2006, which she writes in every day and basically treats like a journal. In that journal, she writes about a character named Isabella or is Danielle Panabaker, a popular girl with incredible powers based loosely on herself and her life. Is is a figment of Jamie's imagination throughout the movie. Lizzie McGuire style for respect. That was my own added note. This is either starting to sound familiar or make sense in a way that I'm like, okay, I get get where this is going. Anyway, Jamie's teacher assigns an English assignment, which is to write an essay of her choice. Does this ever actually happen? Like, shouldn't the teacher have more structure? Whatever, I guess this, it's creative exercise writing or creative writing exercise in quotes. Her printer dies and her friend Lindsay offers to print the essay for her. So Jamie emails it to her, but she accidentally sends the wrong file. The teacher submits it to a writing contest, consent question mark question mark, and it wins. <laughs> it's published into a book and attracts a lot of publicity and eventually becomes a bestseller. She starts doing book signings, reality TV shows, etc. The success goes to her head a bit and she quits her job at the family pizza place. It's mean to her brother and friends. In a TV, in a television interview, she accidentally reveals that the antagonist of her novel is based on Sawyer, the mean girl in school, and then Jamie's classmate starts to piece, 
pieced it together that the book was based on Jamie's real life and the and people get mad about what she wrote about them. We get an IM scene. I'm where vaguely she, remembering this. She we get an IM scene where she messages Connor, "Do you hate me too?" And he says, "No, I hate what you've become." <laughs> 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 and then she totally friend zones him. She conf- <laughs> she conf- It's really funny. <laughs> it's very classic 2006. Um she confronts the imaginary is and then tries to write a bunch of wrongs and apologizes to everyone at the school dance. Yay, we got a, uh, we got at least got a school dance. Yay, it ends at the school dance. <laughs> For some reason, they all accept her apology once she explains that it was her personal journal and she never meant it for it to be published, which somehow makes it okay. Jamie finds Connor, asks for his for his forgiveness, and they kiss. Also, the family pizza shop is saved. Finally, uh, because the little brother practices poor food safety compliance and get seaweed on a pizza by accident and it's a big hit so hooray the family pizza shop is safe for now until a health agent comes and shuts them down again probably <laughs> and amanda also shared that's some a fun weird f- subplot yeah amanda also shared some fun facts so it is based on the book how my pri- private personal journal became a bestseller it was filmed in at the Murray High School, which is also the set of the auditorium in High School Musical, and the same set as the movie Minutemen, which also stars Jason Dolly, and it will be our next one from Amanda. Uh, Whoa. In the movie, Daniela Panabaker's character generally just guides Jamie to make bad choices. Great casting to bring in Danielle Panabaker. Panna Baker, but yeah, it's not totally necessary to make the plot work. Apparently in the book, she, is no, she does not talk to is. She just becomes a bad person on her own. So the imaginary character actually is a bad influence in the movie where she's not actually in the book. And underrated, underrated, but Jamie's friend is an activist and turns the prom whale decoration into a big thing that spits out seaweed and flyers. So shout out to Jamie's friend and also whales. Absolutely shout out whales. We love whales. Oh, whale. The region of Great Britain and the animal. We respect whales. Actually, I, there's a whale Twitter account that's probably like one of my favorite Twitter accounts. I don't know if you've whale fact. I don't follow that. Oh, it's funny. I might. I might. I've heard of it. Whale fact. It's funny. They give real whale facts. So that was read it and weep, which we had. We got like two points right in there. <laughs> there was a dance. Yeah. And an accidental publication. That I, I see that direction, how, how that makes sense, where it's like, okay, someone was writing something personal, like that was meant to be personal, and then it gets published, and that like, oh no. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I should have been able to think of that. Yeah, it couldn't. almost reminds me of Mean Girls, um, when the burn book gets photocopied, and it's a big to-do, yeah. but yeah. instead, in Mean Girls, they don't know who wrote it, and in this one, they very much do, so... Thank you, Amanda, for sending in one of many decoms to come, and we'll get to yeah, another one. We like in any f- plot that doesn't have an evil oil baron, so... I mean, that's our go-to, basically, I, though. Yeah, that's my go-to. That's my fallback, but still. It's good when they can artistically pull it off a movie without one. But it does not seem like the enemy got a pie in the face at the end, so... <sighs> Man... Hate well, to if see. That, that would have to be the main girl getting a, a pie in her face. Oh, that's true. 
Or maybe she throws a pie in the face of her imaginary version of herself. Ooh. I like the idea of her communicating with the imaginary version of herself. That's very, like, cool, like, approach to, like, having internal conflict. Yeah, and I think it, it's different than the Lizzie McGuire one, which was just, like, the cartoon Lizzie. That, it's just a joke, yeah. Yeah, she didn't interact with Hillary Duff Lizzie ever, so. Uh, too bad. I know. All right, well, that has been minute 46 of High School Musical. We are we are trucking along. Well, you know, this two-a-week thing has been great. I like it. It goes twice as fast as one a, one a week. I know, wild. So people can find us on the internet at Amateur Nerds on the Twitter. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Send us another decom. Yeah, email us whom you'd like to give a pie in the face. Yeah, I mean, send us a decom, Rec. We're we're happy to do them. Oh, did you look up to see if Read It and Weep was on Disney Plus? I think it I is. I did not. I'm doing it real quick. Special thanks to our artist Theo Golden, whom you can find at T Golden Art on Instagram, and our music, which was composed by Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. Condor, do you have an answer for us? It is on Disney Plus, so go watch it. Great. It is on Disney Plus. Till next time, I've been Tyler. I've been Condra. And and I need to think of something to say. You can bet on it. <laughs>